Welcome back for another episode of the Juice Moves Podcast. This week's guest is Aton Katz. He has 12 albums, 10 and has appeared in 11 other albums. You've probably also heard him sing at Simcoe's Comfitses and many other places. Aton, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. I guess I'll uh, start towards the beginning of your career, which is uh, when did you realize you wanted to be a singer? I'm still not sure I want to be a singer. <laughs> Um, I used to sing since I'm a little kid, you know, my father <clears throat> was a chazan and musician and music teacher and he brought, uh, you know, we used to stand around the piano singing, you know, all the time as growing up with my brother and I, <clears throat> and as time did its thing, I became more and more connected to the singing and started to compose and, you know, eventually to do what I do today. Wow. And, uh, what point did you start playing in your older brother's band and how did that help you, uh, Developed your craft. <clears throat> I played when I was, I don't know, I only started playing guitar when I was like 16, uh, 16, 17, something like that. And I guess when I was around that time, I would, you know, ask if I could crash here and there and play. And, you know, very, I mean, in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't play guitar when I, when I, when I used to sing because I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable enough. <clears throat> but, uh, I was very jealous in a good way, you know. Every every brother was jealous of his big brother, you know. Uh, and I used to see how the band would play, and it'd be so much fun to watch. And you know, just opportunities come and grab them. Very nice. And uh, in almost every picture of you today, your guitar is with you. So why did you yeah. choose that as your instrument, and how did you uh, finally get over the concern, I guess, and make that a big part of your performance? I didn't really, I mean, I chose it because again, around, around the Hever that I used to hang out with, you know, everyone played guitar and guitar seemed like the most, uh, I guess it seemed like the easiest instrument to pick up and to, to learn a couple of chords and to play. And then I just, I just became very much connected to it and my ability to, to compose with it and to eventually lead a band, you know, holding the guitar it felt very comfortable very good in my hands and the rest is history you know it's, it's my I, I don't play any other instruments um i used to play piano as a kid but i don't i don't really remember anything but uh that's something that i wish i i, I had more time with to learn how to play piano but but the guitar you know became very everybody finds their instrument and everybody finds you know how their instrument speaks to them you know so like the guitar definitely definitely was it for me Interesting. And did you have a moment where you realized you made it? <laughs> uh, I, I don't really know what that means, to be honest. Uh, I just know that when people start singing my Nagunim and Shul, that's when I felt like something special was happening. Like, you know, when the Mancha kind of took off and people started. The Mancha came out in 2005. It didn't become really popular until 2010. Uh, people started singing in shuls and for Yom Narayim especially, and that was, uh, I don't want to use the word I made it, but like it was more like an indication of like that something special is happening. No. Very nice. And uh, do you find that people view you as a singer and not a person? And if yes, is that something you're trying to change? I mean, people see me and they see the person that's on the you know, their YouTube clips and, and, and their CDs, CDs, what's that, right? CDs are the pictures of the, 
you know, they associated me obviously with that because, you know, that's what happens when you're somewhat of a public personality. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't focus on that so much. I focus on just trying to be a good father, a good husband, a good member of the community. And, and, you know, the people that are close to me, you know, they know me, everybody else, I invite you to come and have a conversation and everything. I'm not, I don't, I don't you know, play the whole celebrity thing. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm, it's a blessing to have people aware. You know that of my music, of my approach, of what I try to do, and you know it comes with the goods, the bads of being the public personality. But I'm ninety nine percent of the time I'm trying to take care of my kids, my wife, my family, my extended family. You know, try to learn, try to dive in. You know, just be a good, a good, a good yet. Very nice. And uh, someone who performs so often, do the concerts still provide inspiration, or have they kind of become too repetitive and just another job? Listen, it's not, uh, you know, the, the, there are some elements that, that become repetitive, but, but mostly, mostly whenever you see true, um, true spiritual movement, you know, energy and, and, and activity, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't get old. You know, seeing people connect and, you know, it's always something special going to a place where you've never been to before and playing with them and singing. But, uh, you know, I guess... For the percentage of gigs that I'm not insanely inspired by, I I'm inspired by the fact that Hashem gave me the opportunity to make fun also for my family and and to do it in a way that brings uh, good into the world. Hashem. Wow, it's uh, interesting. And uh, so you mentioned that times there are challenges, and I know you've uh, mentioned in other podcasts that it's uh, not always easy missing your kids' bedtimes or running your own business. So when there are challenges, whether it's on stage or off, you know, how do you deal with those lows and uh, make sure they don't affect you too much? You just surround yourself by good, stable, strong people who believe in you and and a lot of davening and a lot of learning, you know. When 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 I'm not learning, things things get all messed up. Really. Like if I'm not learning, if I'm not anchored in learning, then you know, just like I start losing focus and I start letting the lows become lows and even the highs become highs. Like they, you know, like it needs balances, balances everything. You know, so you just surround yourself by good people. By work on your marriage, you work on your on your Yiddish guide, You work on, on on becoming more humble and humble. And you know, there's challenges to to everything. But uh, I don't think I'm any different. You know, and everybody has their own specific challenges that nobody else wants. So I definitely fall into that category. Definitely. And uh, one of the I guess the the key parts of uh, all your comments and everything else is the mid-song Divrei Torah, and I saw you one time even uh, shared a video where someone knew the whole Dvar Torah by heart. Figure out, do you think about what you're saying ahead of time? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes no. You know, um, like, the ones that become more popular are the ones that I had no idea what I was going to say. I, I never walk in. Maybe I had, a, I'm going to tell a story that's connected to a song, and subconsciously I know I'm going to do that, but you know when it's when it's coming from the heart you try not to you know it's obviously you're in front of people you don't want to make a fool out of yourself and saying something silly so but i guess it comes with time you just you learn how to trust yourself to let your heart you know talk and and be honest and try to come off as being genuine you know it's the most important thing wow very nice and uh you've released an album over 20 years ago and since then the jewish music industry has grown tremendously 
know, there's been new genres and social media and other things. So when you look back at the timeline, what do you think have been some of the highs and lows for Jewish music as a whole? Um, I, I'm, I'm not a spokesperson for Jewish music. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, it's no secret that I'm, I'm not such a fan of, of, of the, of, I guess, you know, music that, that sounds, you know, a little bit too guyish, you know what I'm saying? And, and that kind of stuff. I think that, that with people need to take their talents and, and use them in the right way or dive into Hashem to help, you know, that's what I don't, I don't claim to use my talents in the right way. I have no idea. I just, all I claim is I try, you know, whether I'm a or not, Hashem knows, I have no idea. Um, the Jewish music that has inspired me over the past 20 years has been what I could really hear not just in the person singing in the voice and the production, just the whole the whole package is is a package where you know business is important, that the entertainment is important, and I've been a part of all that throughout my career. Uh, but the music that you hear that that truly comes from the heart, you know that truly comes in a way, not I shouldn't say that because a lot of music comes from the heart. Uh, music that is truly connected to the to to Yiddish guy. And with a lot of these things, people, it's, it's, it's all about, it doesn't mean I have to like the song. There's many songs that I don't like, but I can appreciate what's behind it, you know? I can appreciate the approach, can appreciate the sincerity. Um, so the lows of Jewish music, I, I don't know. But the, the, the highs of Jewish music is when you see people come out with nigunim that really connect to Yiddish guys. And, and people... And I don't want to get too much over here, but people, you know, it, it, it's it, just because you're singing Jewish words, you know, doesn't mean it's 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 connected to Yiddish guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's people have to continuously be humble and and be honest and emistic and focused and connected to to true rabbeim and true leaders and and to make sure you're always in the right the right path. Is that why uh, all your songs have uh, uh, roots or all completely from a... I mean, I, I, I've tried writing lyrics before, but I'm just not good at it. I've tried in English, I've tried in Hebrew. It's just, it's not something that, that I'm good at. Um, I think that that overall, like people are shying away from keeping, you know, music to Chazal, Nigunim to Chazal and the Torah, and writing their own lyrics, which, again, one, there are people that, that could do it in, in a real meaningful way. You know, there are, there are others that, you know, it's just, it's, to me, I'm like, why, why are we, why are you doing that? Is, is there not enough tefillahs to, to, to use? Is there not, you know, it's, a, it, it's, it's confusing to me sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't have a mahalach. I just I do what I, I do what I know what I think I'm good at, um, and I'm not opposed to using lyrics or whatever it is. But like, there's a, there's a reason there's a reason Yishai Ribo is like there's only one Yishai Ribo because he has this insane ability to write so beautifully, and and it just it's it's mesmerizing his writing. Uh, but there's a there's a reason why there's only one, you know, basically. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not easy. But I'm I'm 
I'm more of like the opinion of like, why am I saying, why am I singing a tefillah that was written by somebody last week? Like, I don't have enough tefillah to sing with, you know, from Chazal. That's my own personal thing, unless it's like very, 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 very special, which when it comes, the Vajik, you know, it comes all, 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 the, all the more. Some of your songs have become Kumsitz classics. Others have been played at every Simcha. I know you mentioned Lamancha before, but uh, those are songs that are chosen and made popular by the listeners. But as the singer, which of your songs do you uh, think deserves more recognition than it has? I humbly say that a lot of them, a lot of them, I can't go through the list right now, but there's at least 10, 15 songs that I, Nigunim, that I feel like if it wasn't for the explosion of, you know, music that every every day another album comes out and, and a lot more flashy and a lot more entertaining and stuff like that, the, the good stuff sometimes gets lost. I have a, a ton of Nigunim that I've put out over the years that I've never, I've never been moaned. I've never been, you know, negative. But I've always wondered to myself, like, you know, ah, this is a, this is a nigga that really should be as popular as Laman Kikarov or, or any of the other, you know. Do you have nigga. one you want to mention now that people should all listen to, or? And then again, Yehei Rava from, from the Shuvu album is one that I, that I, I hold very dear to my heart. Yehei Rava, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those tefillas that really came really, really from a, a deep place for me, so. That's one that I would, you know, tell you to listen to. Yes, if you're listening, I guess uh, pull it up. But, uh, yeah. so, you know, we, we mentioned in the introduction that you, you do a lot of different types of events. And uh, that means there's often transition. You could be at a comes it's one night and then the next day you could be at a, a wedding or a bar mitzvah. So how do you transition from a comes it's mode to a simcha spirit? It's not, it's not a transition. It's not a transition. It's a, maybe it's a refocus, but it's not a transition. Meaning people have this misconception that like meaningful, Jewish music is kumzitz around the fire. It's not true. It's not true. I've seen for myself, I've seen, I mean, I've seen other people and for myself also, when you're dancing to good nigunim, played in a Yiddish ways and performed in a meaningful way, that can have more moving to your soul than, than any kumzitz song, you know, kumzitz, slow, whatever. So it's not, you know, if, if the core, if the shortish is is focused, so then it just branches out different directions. But it's not like, oh, I have to put on my kumzitz hat now. I have to put on my dancing hat now. It's the same me the whole time, you know? That's why, I guess, if you want to use the word transition, if I'm like, it's easily get, getting people up. It's not like I have to change my focus. It's the same thing the whole time. Wow, very nice. And, uh, you know, we, we've been speaking a little bit more about the singing and, and the thoughts behind it, but... As a singer, especially in the, uh, the Jewish world, you know you always have to make sure that you're you're being booked. And uh, if, if you're just a singer, you have to make sure the finances are uh, in place. So something like Big Wall Avos, which took 18 years to come out, you know, how do you balance? Uh, I guess making the fans wait or uh, trying to push the business as well as the. Well, I mean, it, it didn't it, did, it didn't come out 18 years ago. It came, sorry, it, it, it came, came to out 18 years ago. To... Yeah, I mean, it, I think that was the that was the album that got us going. You know. That, that was the album that that, that, that that started the interest and started the concert and started the bookings and everything. And it wasn't like, a, oh, now it's time. I totally forgot about the fact that I could upload this stuff onto, onto the platforms. Oh, I, wow. I, I forgot about it. I was like, oh, wait, this is a good thing to have. Like, why, don't, why shouldn't people be able to listen to this? So, so that's, that's what we did. Um, but uh, there was no genius uh, business move behind that, you know? <laughs> It just it happened to be like that. It's pretty crazy. Well, I didn't realize that. 
And uh, I saw that uh, you've appeared in 11 other albums and uh, twice I think you've had someone come on your albums. You know, during your collaborations, was there ever someone that stood out for their uh, creative ability or how they did things? Um, on the last, the last appearance that I did on Zusha's album, they have such a unique sound in, in, in production that for me personally, um, like I'm very proud of the sound that I produce. And at the same time, I'm always taken, I'm, I'm just, I'm just taken by such like just awesome feeling of, of kind of a, in a, just emotion when I hear a style that I can never do. Not because uh, just my, my, my personality, my cojos don't, they don't, they don't go there. And when I hear it, I'm like, wow, this is just so beautiful. It's so it's simple, but it's like so beautiful. And that's something that, that's why I like collaborating because it allows me to, to be part of projects that I would never be able to do on my own. Um, so that's that's one that stands out. I've been on eleven appearances. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know that. I don't know. I think know so. That, I mean, I trust you. I'm sure you did your research and everything. But I, I'm like, uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm very very focused on my own stuff. I don't. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy to record and to produce. So, um, yeah, that's that's that. It's uh, interesting and. Uh... What is something that people watching you sing don't see that you wish they did? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really hide anything. I'm very shy. P people don't know that. I'm, I'm very shy and I'm very, you know, the, the most, like the more, the more it looks like I have self-esteem and confidence, that's just me covering up the innocent little, kid who just doesn't who's not who's unsure of himself you know you came over a stutter right in your in your earlier days through music stuttering, yeah stuttering and just this feeling you know whatever we're not a good childhood just you know overall feeling out of place i guess i'm saying people don't know so when, when i when i'm playing a new nigga usually you know or, or even when i'm not but you know I, I i i close my eyes a lot you know when i sing Half the time it's because I'm really connected and half the time it's because I'm too scared to look at the audience to see what their response is, <laughs> you know? So it's like the comedians wearing sunglasses on stage. It looks cool, but it's really because they can't handle people like making faces or people like, you know, showing this, uh, you know, dislike and stuff like that. But uh, I find myself closing my eyes a lot when I'm teaching a new song because I'm too nervous and too scared to, to see what people are thinking, which is not a case, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's not Irish, right? It's it's honest, you know. It's 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 being honest, you know. Yeah, I think uh, you could open your eyes because usually everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. So, uh, <laughs> thank but, you. Uh, thank you. What What do you think is your uh, the, the the things that stick out as the biggest accomplishments or the proudest moments? I have seven beautiful children and Aisha Chayil. That is really like you know stands upon. There's no, there's nothing that comes close to the nachas I get from my children. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I was just in London a couple of weeks ago. I did a concert there and to see hundreds of people singing when the was like, really like, whoa, like I didn't, you know, it's still, it's still beautiful to see how the music is spreading. And, but uh, there's so much music and, and, and what I do is not 
it, it's really a, a, a part of a picture of me just trying to live a meaningful Jewish life, you know, and, and you know, Shachar's in the morning is just as important to me as any big concert I ever do, you know, because that's just part of like, you know, having a balanced, meaningful, and consistent lifestyle, you know? Yeah, and uh, even though you uh, you mentioned that you performed in front of a lot of people sometimes, and it's uh, very nice, there always are things that catch you off guard. Like I assume when you started, you never assumed you'd be singing hollow by yourself in the white shoulder during COVID, or I assume maybe you could have guessed when you were younger, but to release a song with uh, Ben Shapiro playing the violin that uh, that blew up, you know, what, what's something that has happened during a concert or not during a concert that you uh, weren't expecting? Um. I, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't want to be like a downer. I, I don't, I don't have too many crazy stories. Like I, 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 I have, you know, I get, I get so much chizik when people relay over that, that my nigunim and my stuff gives, gives people chizik and gives people inspiration because the word inspiration is very cheap these days. The word inspiration just thrown around, inspired, 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 inspired. And Lemaisa, I always wondered, like, what does the word inspired mean? Inspired usually means, like, it's a, it's, it's a means to do something, right? I'm inspired to this, inspired to this. just inspiration without any Lemaisa is air, or it's just a good feeling that leaves after a certain amount of time, you know? Yeah. So when there's real inspiration, which means that, like, there's a real feeling inside that makes you want to be better makes you want to do something good makes you want to learn makes you want to dive in like those are the highlights everything else is you know ben shapiro it's fun i love ben it's great it's like this is fun that's fun but it's not those are all if i had to like look at like you know those are those are like you know healthy fun entertainment business moves you know people do and i'll continue to do them you know no but the icker is that when People walk out of davening and, you know, because of your nigga and they understood the words better and felt like, you know, more, you know, it's, it's, um, those are the highlights of the career, you know? Yeah, very nice. Wow. And I guess we'll uh, wrap up with two more questions. One of them is you performed all around the world to so many different types of people, but uh, for everyone listening that will uh, continue to go to your concerts, is there something people at your concerts don't do that you wish they did or something that they don't, they do do, which you wish they didn't? Whenever I see people holding up cameras or phones to record while I'm while I'm singing, I wish I understand why they're doing it, but it's like you're missing the moment in order to experience it later, just watered down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like just a funny thing that 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 we do. Like we 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 miss being completely committed and involved in the moment in order to experience it later, but on a lesser level. So it's, it's interesting, you know? I always want to tell people, listen, I brought a videographer tonight. He's going to send out all the WhatsApp videos for you guys, but I want everybody here to be completely connected and focused. On. Yeah, but everybody, I, I don't care. Everybody can do whatever they want. I'm not, if you're there, you're there, and we're going to have a great time. Very nice. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, to conclude, we'll ask the same question we do to every guest as the last question, which is, Eitan, you've been on a half a dozen podcasts and you always answer questions after shows, before shows, and even when you're not performing. But 
Even though you've been asked so many questions, there's always questions that you wished you were asked, which you never were. So looking back at all the questions you've been asked, what's a question you've never been asked that you wished you were, and what answer would you give to it? <laughs> Um, again, a bit anticlimactic, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy hearing if, if they're not asking it, there's a reason why they're not asking it. Right. Like, uh, uh, meaning what, 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 whatever question you didn't ask tonight is because you're not interested in that, whatever it might be. You're not asking what I ate for breakfast this morning because you don't care. And that's good. You don't care. So when people come to me and ask me questions and, and try to engage, I'm not trying to, to do anything. I'm trying to, to answer whatever, whatever's coming my way. You know, I think, I think people, are, people understand my mahalach. People understand what I stand for. People are interested to hear more about what I stand for. People want to know about why and why why is it that you know Jewish music is so dear to you and why is it that you're very mockbit on keeping music the way it should be? People people want to know and they ask. And that's that's that that is the ikka, you know. Everything else, you know, you're not gonna see me. I mean, again, everyone does what everyone does what they do, but I tried doing the whole celebrity social media thing of you know what I'm doing today and tomorrow. And I found very quickly, I'm sorry, I found I found I found very quickly that it didn't uh, just chalal chalal was not was not me. So I'm happy that most of the questions that come my way are in the in that direction, and I'm, I'll be I'll happily continue answering for you know Hashem for many years to come of inspiration and and MS and Torah and. Doing the right thing. Yeah. All right, thank you. I hope none of uh, the questions that just now were in the wrong direction, but uh, you, you're, you're great. No, 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 I just said it. All the questions you asked were perfect. We're, we're mamish in the right, uh, the right cup. All right, thank you. So, thank you again for joining and uh, giving us a little insight into the ideas behind uh, the performances and everything else. Uh, everybody, make sure to check out uh, Eton's music on all platforms and uh, buy his CDs also. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you for uh, joining. Thank you for listening to this past episode of the Jews Schmooze podcast. To get our latest updates and contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at Jews underscore schmooze. If you want to sponsor an upcoming episode, you can reach out to Jews Schmooze Marketing at gmail.com. And if you give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on, that will be tremendously appreciated. Thank you so much, and hope you're looking forward to the next episode also. Mm-hmm.